for these, Lord, that can't be with us today. We pray for Barry and his wife, family, Lord, as they travel. And Father, just many is called said they can't be here today for some reason or another. And we ask you to bless them, watch over and keep them. Lord, we ask you to bless here today now to each one that's come as we study thy word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like for you to turn to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 1. I'd just like to read a while. I love this chapter. And um, it's a beautiful picture of salvation that's given to us here. But I'd just like to... Beginning verse 1, Revelation chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and oarmongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit in a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like the unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations. And in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the walls thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed twelve thousand furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof a hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of man, that is, the angel uh, of the angel, and the building of the wall of it was of jasper, 
and the city was pure gold like in the clear glass. <clears throat> and the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a caldron, and the fourth a emerald, the fifth a sardox, the sixth a sardis, the seventh a crystallite, the eighth a beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a crystalphus, the eleventh a jacinth, and the twelfth an amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall be no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, as we read these precious verses, realize, Lord, we're going to a great place one of these days that you've prepared for us. We're looking forward to that. But, Lord, there's more to that that's given to us here in these verses. And I pray that you'll help us understand your simple plan of salvation out of these words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The book of Revelation, if you study, starts off with the blessings and ends with a curse. Revelation is uncovering of eternal things. In Genesis, we have the germination of all things. In Revelation, there's a termination of all things. In Genesis, you see the dawn of verse day. In Revelation, you see the sunset of verse day. Genesis tells us about beginnings. Revelation describes the end. I want to give you some things out of Revelation 21, uh, what Revelation is about. Eternity is in this book. In Revelation we find no mention of the old rugged cross, but a great deal about the Lamb of God. On almost every page of the Revelation we find the Lamb, the bleeding Lamb, there are 30 references to Lamb in the book of Revelation. In this chapter of Revelation, we find the gospel truth that God is no respecter of persons and whosoever will may come. I want you to watch this. Jesus said, If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Now this great truth is taught all the way through the Bible. In Exodus is the tabernacle in the wilderness is described to us right at the gate of the courtyard was a brazen altar or blood-stained altar a picture of Christ's blood atonement we're told that altar was a four-square altar it was faced the same way in every direction and it pictures the power of Christ's blood to save men anywhere in this wicked world 
Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith that night yourselves a gift of God. And so salvation is a gift. And what that means is anybody can take a gift. Boys, girls, men, women, high, low, don't make any difference, poor, rich, all can receive a gift. Isaiah says salvation is without money and without price. Now, the reason there won't be many rich people in heaven is because they have to buy everything and they don't know how to humble themselves to receive a gift. Uh, many times I've given, tried to give people a, a gift and I like to give things. I really do. And uh, I like to give away things that God has blessed me with. But a lot of people you can't give gifts to that they appreciate uh, because they always act like they uh, got more than... Uh, in fact, I have some people that's got more than everything else in this world. You don't even know what to get them because they already got it all. But that's the reason so many, the Bible says it's hard for a rich man to be saved. That doesn't mean he can't. It's harder. Salvation is universal because it's a gift. Notice here in Revelation 21 again is taught the universal power of the Lamb's blood. Now, first of all, this great city is four square. That means it's like a cube. It's as broad as it is long. There are 12 gates, three gates on each side. It faces equally in every direction. No matter where men may live then, north, south, east, or west, there are three gates before them into the city of God. So you can't take the gospel to the wrong person then. God so loved the world, John 3.16. Men in the frozen north need the gospel as much as down here in the sunny south. The gospel and the bleeding lamb are for a world of lost sinners, period. There are some reasons for God's ever-bleeding lamb. Sin is universal. Romans 3 says all have sinned. Romans 3 says there is none righteous, no not one, and none that doeth good. Uh, we have all gone astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. Uh, wherever you go in the world, then you find men. You'll find men have sinned and are sinning. Sin is universal. And sinners need a Savior. Now, sorrow is universal. Wherever in the world you find eyes, you find tears. The whole earth is tear-soaked. Sorrow is worldwide. Old people cry, children cry, and even teenagers cry. But the Bible says, thank God, that has given us a gospel that can cry, and, and every wet tear can drive a wet tear, the bleeding lamb can make us smile, even through our tears. Jesus said, It is I, be not afraid. I love that. One man wrote this, Come, you desolate, wherever you languish, come to the mercy seat. Fervently kneel. Here bring your wounded heart. Here tell your anguish. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. That's the truth. The third reason for God's eternal bleeding lamb is because all men everywhere die. Men die in the north, men die in the south, men die in the east, men die in the west. But thank God his bleeding lamb can speak sweet peace to wherever you are. Now I want you to watch this. In Revelation 21, uh, the gospel is given for men in the north or in the northern hemisphere. In this great city of Revelation 21, 
There are three gates in the north. Some people are the northern temperate. They're slow and cold and calculating. They must be mentally convinced that Jesus can save. They have to be shown and persuaded and don't jump too quickly. The gospel is for them too. Me and my wife went to, to Detroit, Michigan with our former pastor. And while I was there for a week, I, I got out and drove a Sunday school bus and invited people all week long uh, to come to church. And I never will forget it. Down south, uh, you go knock on people's door down here and they'll say, uh, will you come to church? Will you ride my bus come to church with me Sunday? Yeah. They ain't coming. They might, but they might not. You know why? They don't want to hurt your feeling. But up north, uh, I found something in Detroit. Uh, you knock on the door and ask one of them to come. And they'll say, yes, I'm coming. Well, you can bet on it. They'll be there. But if they say no, and they will, they'll tell you to your face, I ain't coming. Well, they ain't coming. Just that simple. And uh, But uh, I did find something, though. The gospel is to them, too. Amen? The gospel is given for men in the south. We have a southern temperament. There are three gates in the south. They're an emotional temperament. Uh, they can come into this city with a song on their lips and tears in their eyes, but thank God they can be saved. But they don't get saved by emotion. They get saved by the simple grace of God. Amen. So there are three gates in the east. That where the sun rises. Now think about this for a minute. This is a dawn of the day. Thank God for little children then. Even in their early life, they can be saved also. Jesus says, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. You know what I wrote under that? If you don't love children, you best not go to heaven then, because it's going to be full of them. Amen. Uh, the West has three gates also. This is the side of the setting sun. You know what that means? Old folks can be saved too. Even an old person set in their ways. Uh, the Lord can wait. Uh, can melt your heart also. God can change your ways. There are three gates for you to go in. Not only all of this, but God not only saves, He satisfies. Look at Revelation 21 and verse 1 and 2. Now I saw a new heaven, a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. We'll hunger no more. If you read, I love this chapter because of the no mores that are given us in this chapter. Jesus is our all and in all. And most thirsting, no more hungering. Now, none but Christ can satisfy. None of the name. But Jesus can save. When I read this chapter, then, it has more to do with just a city. It has to do with every direction, then, God is dealing with men, and God wants to see men saved. There's love and life and lasting joy. Lord Jesus found me. Amen? I was reading a little thing about John Jasper. If you've never read any of his sermons or read any of his story, you'll read them. Of, of Richmond, Virginia, was one of the most elegant preachers that America ever had. He was a black man, but white people came during that time of life and sat at his feet spellbound at his eloquence. 
one night when preaching about the glories of heaven, his soul became too full, so full, he broke down. Immediately he started for his vesture at the rear of the platform. He had indicated the service was finished. Before he retired, he turned to the people and lifted his hand for silence and went on. He said, when old John Jasper gets to heaven, the mighty angel will say, John Jasper, don't you want your robe? John Jasper will say, yes, mighty angel, I want my robe, but not just now. Uh, where's my master Jesus? And the mighty angel will say, John Jasper, don't you want your crown? And old John Jasper will say, yes, mighty angel, I want my crown, but not just now. Where's my master Jesus? I think sometimes we get to thinking about heaven so much and the place we're going and the streets of gold and the, sit, the walls and the pearly gates and everything that the Bible describes about heaven and we forget something. We forget that Jesus is the one we're after. Amen? Not a place. I, I laugh at people a lot of times. I'm talking to them about salvation and they say, well, boy, I'll be glad when I get to heaven. I'll be saved. And I say to them every time, you won't get to heaven if you're not saved already before you get there for this simple reason. Salvation is not in a place. Salvation is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You get saved here and get fitted here for that place that Jesus has prepared for us. Did you know I found in the Bible, I, I uh, one thing that I studied lately more than anything else, I suppose, is suffering. I don't understand. A lot of people suffer a great deal than others. And I'm really, I haven't in my lifetime, I'm 85 years old, and I, I thought about this the other day. I haven't suffered that much. I, I, my son broke three of my ribs wrestling with him. That's about the hurtingest thing I ever had. But... Uh, uh, I've thought about it a lot of times. I really haven't suffered that bad in my whole life. And yet, I've seen other people suffer. And they suffer greatly. And I study the Bible, and I think about it. We're going to be relieved in Revelation 21. We're going to be relieved of all this suffering, all this pain. And they think, boy, when I get to heaven, I'm going to be relieved of that. That ain't the point of going to heaven. The point of going to heaven is to be with the Lord Jesus Christ and having all our sins gone. And in the Revelation 21, it talks about the Lamb of God. God prepared uh, as a bride according, uh, adorned for a husband. That's what I'm looking for. And this old preacher that I listened to quite a bit was trying to say was the Lamb of God is all the glory of heaven that we need. Amen. And so when we get to heaven, there's more to it than just the walls and the city. I'm looking forward to seeing the Lord Jesus Christ. And the problem that I ask everybody that I come in contact with is I can, it'll sit down and reason out with me, do you know Him? Uh, do you love Him? Uh, are you saved? Who you look for upon forever is the Lamb, the Savior. Satan will be in uh, we're in his place and what I want us to do is look forward to being heaven without him without all the suffering and all the mess that's going on in this world I, I am so disgusted with how our country and everything is going right now 
and I think of the pain that people have, and I think one day I'm going to be gone out of this place in the place of heaven. And when you read the fourth city being four square and the gates on every side, that says to every walk of life you're welcome in Christ Jesus. Amen. I have some good friends of mine from the north. Me and them have a good time. But because they're always coming up to me and saying, you got an accent. And I said, no, you got the accent. I'm at home. Yeah. Come on down here where I live. Amen. And they're always talking about the weather being cold up there and how hot it is here. And the people are different here. And the people are different there. And they are. And everywhere you go, people have a different temperament. But you know what this chapter says? The gate's open to you too. Amen. I don't care who you are. Heaven is open to you. The Lord Jesus Christ loves you too. I'm so glad He don't just love me. He loves the whole world. And salvation is free in Christ Jesus. Amen. Just a simple little thing, but it's a wonderful truth. Father, would you bless now the teaching of thy word? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.